We are back here yet again on the Thick Minute Podcast. This week we have much to talk about and none of it will really be that important. Starting things off, we look at the AFC West. And the AFC West, which was once a promising wonderland of young and exciting teams all gunning to take down the Chiefs, the top talent in the league, has now just become exactly what everybody thought it was going to be at the start of the season. The Chiefs reign supreme. They have dominated their opponents. They rule the West. And frankly, the San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers, still San Diego in our hearts, are frauds. Everyone was sold on the fact they were the ones who were going to take down the Chiefs. Justin Herbert was the next hot thing. He was going to win MVP. He had great receivers. He had the best receiver in the NFL, not named Cooper Cup. And now look at them. They've completely fallen apart. They are a pedestrian team. And the Chiefs have supremacy in the West yet again. It sickens me truly. I hate dynasties. I hate teams signing terrible contracts and getting reward for them. But the Chiefs have been rewarded by the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes. It seems that Jackson Holmes getting off TikTok finally pushed the Chiefs over the edge and made them a winning organization yet again. I think it's a little disingenuous to call the Chargers complete frauds. On the defensive side of things, I definitely would agree with you. They have been absolutely embarrassing. They have the worst defensive tackle in the NFL or interior defensive lineman in the NFL. Jerry Tillery starting for him. He's getting pushed back six yards almost every single play. When it comes to pass rush, he generates zero pass rush. He doesn't do anything. And when you have a defensive tackle getting pushed back five yards every play and the defensive line really creating no push it doesn't allow Derwin James and Kenneth Murray to make plays on the running back or make tackles in the line of scrimmage make tackles in the backfield if the Chargers aren't able to generate some type of run defense I don't think when it comes playoff time if they're able to squeeze in they're going to have a really hard time beating anybody and just to demonstrate how bad the defense has been the Chiefs get a lot of shit for having a terrible run defense and it's like, oh, you have all these offensive pieces, but how are you going to win games if you can't stop the run? The Chiefs only give up 114 yards on the ground per game, and now it's not great in the NFL by any standards, but the Chargers are giving up a lead-leading worst 155 yards per game. That is absurdly bad. And now when it comes to the Chargers on the offensive side of things, I don't think they're all that bad. I mean, they're top 10 in the NFL when it comes to yards put up per game, and they're just struggling to create points. If they're putting up points instead of just empty yards they would have beaten the Cowboys and they would have six wins and would be leading the division I think on the offensive side of things it's a little disingenuous to call them frauds if you only score 20 points against the Minnesota Vikings you're a team of frauds every unit every position yeah but they're put <laughs> every play I think they have the ability the with Justin Herbert they're running back and the Keenan Allen Mike Williams I think they have the pieces on offense they just need to start executing better and putting up points what a take if the offense played better they'd score more points also it's mike williams that's and, not it's see, mike see, williams and keenan you, allen now no no no, 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 no shut up shut up shut up, shut up, shut up. because you you boil you boil down my take to something that is not i i if did the not offense say executes the offense better they're going to start scoring more points that is what you just said they've been putting up all these yards per game they're top 10 in the nfl in yards per game so it's not like their offense is out there doing nothing they're just not finishing drives you're making it seem like I'm saying the offense has been bad and if they play better they'll do better that's not what I said no you're saying if the offense played better they'd score more points is that not what you're saying if the offense finishes off drives with the yards that they're creating they're clearly moving the ball they would have beat the Cowboys I mean Herbert passed for 350 or something that now game. as finishing drives 
in the red zone wins. part of playing well as an offense. This point is getting incredibly muddled, and I've got something else I want to say in regards to what you just said. Sort through that word salad, why don't you? But you look at the Chargers' run defense, and their interior D-line ain't special. I wouldn't say worst player in the league, or worst D-lineman in the league. That might be a bit of a stretch just starting in the NFL, but they've had to play Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Lamar Jackson and company in Baltimore, Miles Sanders, and just now Dalvin Cook. So it's not exactly like they're getting an easy schedule. They're having to go against a lot of really good running backs. Hell, they even had to play against, what, A.J. Gibson for the uh, football team? Am I getting that name right? I hope we get Antonio, Antonio Gibson. Gibson. Thank you. It's more so the Justin Howard show than the Miles Sanders show at times in there. But Justin Howard's still special running back two years ago for the Bears. Okay, let's get these names right. It's Jordan Howard. Potato, potato. Look, if they're on the fringes of the league, a.k.a. starting for the Eagles, I don't need to know their names. The only Eagle I care about is Jalen Hyde. I mean, Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jailer Heilinke. Eagles stink. The Chargers also stink. They don't have a particularly bad run defense in the grand scheme of things. It's not worst ever, like that 150 number might indicate in the modern NFL. They've played good running backs. Issue, no, it's one of the worst ever. It's definitely not one of the worst ever. Go get your fucking PFF stats. Top 10 worst run defenses in NFL history and see where they've gone and then come back to me with that opinion. But I will say for the Chargers, they get to play the Steelers where everybody is hurt. They get to play the Broncos. They get to play the Giants. They get to play the Texans, get to play the Broncos twice again. They get to play the Raiders, whose locker room has completely imploded. So they might still sneak into the playoffs, but they're still absolute frauds, and they're still going to get toasted. We thought they were going to be the team to rule the West. In reality, that's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to reign supreme yet again. So sneak in the playoffs all you want. You're not that good of a team. You're not a contender, and they never really were. We just got fooled by the fact Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are flashy. Well, I, I mean, as far as the Jerry Tillery information, double team, pass rush win rate for interior linemen, he's the lowest in the NFL among qualified starters. And when it comes to his ability to stop the run, I haven't looked into it myself. It's not like I'm scouring the film. Uh, neither are you when it comes to interior defensive linemen. Interior defensive linemen for the Chargers, mind you. Exactly. I mean, it's not like I'm an avid watcher of Chargers football, but I have seen people who break down film uh, more often. I've seen Chargers fans talking about just how bad he is. Here's the beauty of breaking down five or six plays. You can tell any sort of story you want. If you give me five or six plays a game, I can make Patrick Mahomes look like he's Taylor Heineke. But no, if you have now inspired me to uh, go and watch film of this dude. So I'm going to sit down and watch another Chargers game. Had to watch the Vikings one this week and actually watch their interior defensive line play. So thank you, Tristan. You've just taken up three hours of my Sunday with this ad hominem attack at this random NFL player. I hope you come back and tell me just how right I was. Watch, he's gonna have three. He's gonna have three sacks next game. He is going to rip some quarterback's head off and throw it through the uprights and be a complete monster this next game. And I'm just going to come in here and be so fucking smug. <laughs> but we have talked this time to get that. You have had your feelings hurt, your mind shattered in some ways. So I'm going to seamlessly transition to something which makes 
everybody happy. It makes me in particular happy. Cam Newton, the prodigal son, has returned to Carolina. And while he didn't do that much in his debut game, he did put up two touchdowns, so that should be a pretty good indication about how much he knows the playbook so far. And I'm happy for Cam Newton. I'm happy for the Panthers. He's not going to be the starter when Sam Darnold gets healthy. He wasn't the starter this last week. Sam Darnold isn't going to be healthy. Where, where does this delusion come from? He'll be back. <laughs> oh, he'll Until be back. cut his shoulder off, <laughs> Sam Darnold will be back. But he's going to be Taysom Hill without the white privilege in Carolina, which I'm sure he's perfectly fine with. He's going to have gainful employment. He's going to be able to display his athleticism. And for his sake, I hope he's not going to have to throw the ball too much because we all know how that goes. Shades of the New England Patriots in 2020. But happy for Cam. He's back, yelling at the crowd, getting the refs to penalize him. Just good times all around. Super Bowl bound. This is the redemption game. This is the redemption year. Panthers might win out, might go to the Super Bowl, and Cam Newton might dive on a fumble, which ultimately leads into winning the game. Oh, so now all of a sudden you're such a big Cam Newton fan after constantly telling me how much Cam Newton He's completely sucks cooked. The they used him as a fullback. Like, he got used to Taysom Hill, and that's the role He Cam was signed Newton. like four days before the game started. Yeah, and he did a good job being Taysom Hill in the game. I'm proud of him. I didn't think he was going to be that good at being a Taysom <laughs> Hill that quickly. He's not going to be a good starting quarterback. That role is perfect for him. Is a completely different threat, and those little goal line passes don't put that much pressure on his fried shoulder, so he doesn't have to push it at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to learn an offense in a span of three or four days or however many days it actually wound up being. Knowing the offense is the issue know. with Cam Newton's game. He knew the I Patriots offense back to front. And it didn't it, matter. When, when it comes to expecting him or saying that Sam Darnold's going to be the starter after missing three to four games, I find that really hard to believe considering your major criticism of Cam Newton is accuracy over Sam Darnold's last four games he's completed under 60% of his passes every single one of those games two of those games he completed under 50% of his passes and his highest quarterback rating in that span was a 69.6 in a game which he only threw for 129 yards no touchdowns and no interceptions so Sam Darnold is really bad it's not like Cam Newton is coming in to replace a quarterback who's been having a good season and I think it's very clear when he stepped onto the field the Panthers were rejuvenated I I think he's clearly a team leader and Sam Darnold clearly is not a team leader. You mentioned that they may go on a Super Bowl run. I think they'll definitely make the playoffs now. I think when you look at the bottom of the NFC, they are clearly the best of the worst with the seven seeds now. There's going to be a team with a losing record that makes the playoffs probably. And I do not mean to detract from the points I just made. I think Cam Newton is going to work for the Panthers. I think he's going to be better than Sam Darnold. There was a clip that came out of him came out of him on the sideline speaking to the entire team, presumably hyping them up for whatever was going on in the game, the fact they were beating the Cardinals. So you're calling Cam Newton a mascot, basically. And I agree with you, the emotional side of things with Cam Newton and his friend Sir Purr, that's a real part of why they brought him back. If Cam Newton had played his entire career in the Bears, same accolades, same level of success, same personality, and was in his current state, the Panthers wouldn't have signed him. They signed Cam Newton because he is their franchise's most iconic player. He's probably in any locker room in the league, not going to be a very big distraction of that one. Hopefully it works out. I think it will work out, but you've got to realize he is not capable of passing the ball 29 times like Mr. Walker did on Sunday. It's just not going to happen. PJ Walker Walker threw the ball 29 times. Cam Newton can't do that and have success in the NFL. 
Oh, Cam Newton can't do that and have that. Not success. anymore. Last year, he went 30 for 44 for 397 yards one game. So, and he went 26 for 40 for 365 yards one game. He went 17 for 27 for 209 yards one game. Who did he play for 30 and was for that pre-COVID? And was that pre-injury? The first one was pre-COVID. The second three were post-COVID. And who were they against? But let me finish my point. I don't know, man. You seem to be very happy to interrupt me when I'm giving my points. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will say, I for your you, point, you don't interrupt it me. is very beneficial for Cam that he's coming in when he is. Like, if they win every other game, they're probably not going to make a change. PJ will still be the starting quarterback. Cam will still be doing the gadget stuff. I mean, Cam Newton is going to start this I week. don't think he is. And if it does... Ron Rivera said he's going to Ron Rivera isn't the coach for the Carolina Panthers Tristan no sorry not Ron Rivera the fucking Matt Rule said he was going Ron to Ron Rivera the coach of the opposing TV's play either way Matt- sorry I meant the pa- fine the Panthers head coach said that Cam Newton is going is getting first team reps all this week and he's more than likely going to be Good the starter. Good for Matt Rule. I think Ron Rivera would like Cam Newton to start too. I think that'd make Ron Rivera very <laughs> happy considering Cam Newton can't pass the ball that many times. If the Panthers don't want to do that as an offense. PJ Walker also isn't going to have that good of a game every single time. I mean, the other time he played this year went 3 for 14 and looked completely incompetent. Uh, so let's address the elephant in the room. The real, reason, the real reason their offense worked so well, Christian McCaffrey is back and eating a majority of the defensive game plan. No one was planning for Sam Darnold, no one's planning for P.J. Walker, and no one's going to plan for Cam Newton out of the ordinary because they got Christian McCaffrey. He's going to touch the ball a million times. You want to talk about that skid they went on? That's because their offense was predicated around the fact they'd have their great running back the entire season, and when he disappeared, their offense struggled. That's the real issue with Mr. Darnold in that time span. Now that he's back, the Panthers' offense is going to be fine. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt again. He's appearing to be very fragile so far in his career, but that happens when he touches the ball 48 times a game. Now, now, when I go on and say this, I don't want to detract from the points I just made. I really do think that Sam Darnold is not the answer for the Panthers, and I do think he's that bad. And the thing I did find funny after the Panthers-Cardinals game is that after the game, you would have thought that the Panthers beat a fully healthy Cardinals team with Kyler Murray getting completely shut down and DeAndre Hopkins getting completely locked down by Stephon Gilmore, and that's just not what happened. Kyler Murray wasn't on yeah, the Yeah, kind field. of is what happened. Uh, Kyler Murray got completely shut down, didn't have a single yard. DeAndre Hopkins, zero catches, exactly. Because they both weren't playing. And it was pretty hilarious seeing Panthers fans act like Cam Newton was out there, like you said, (laughs) throwing 30 times during the game. And when all he did was run in a touchdown on the goal line and throw a three-yard speed out for a touchdown on the goal line, he barely played. And you would think, based off how Panthers fans reacted to the game, that they blew out a fully healthy Cardinals team with MVP Cam Newton in full form, and they're going to go undefeated. So... Complete overreaction from Panthers fans. I do think Cam Newton is better than Sam Darnold, especially Sam Darnold we've seen over the last four weeks. And I definitely agree with you on the fact that they were missing Christian McCaffrey big time over the last few weeks. I would love to see how Darnold does with the threat of gadget Cam Newton and with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Then is how you get uh, the Sam Darnold we were all promised when he was drafted. Also, I think this Sam Darnold animosity comes from the fact he's still probably a more uh, promising quarterback than that other guy up in New York. The only oh, difference is his team it. has moved on from him. <laughs> I don't see how I, I, that has to be a troll at this it, point. It, it kind of <laughs> is. Steelers and Lions tied. Ties are the worst thing in the NFL. 
college for its many faults has a pretty good overtime system. I wouldn't necessarily do the same thing. I just have them go out there and play till you win. But still, the tie system sucks. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't care how many stars you're missing. You've lost effectively to the Detroit Lions. You should have lost, but their kicker, who got pulled in off the street, who looks like an average Joe, more so than most NFL kickers, really, missed an easy kick, which will have won the game. It's just disgusting. The Steelers, true frauds. I don't care if you're missing Big Ben. I don't care if you've got all your wide receivers out. I don't care if TJ Watt gets banged up. You weren't beating them before TJ Watt went down. On the Steelers' side of things, this is definitely a bad loss for them, especially when you just take a look at the rest of their schedule moving forward. Of the teams left on their schedule, there's only one team below 500, and that is the Vikings, who are 4-5, and and they're a win win away from being 500. So they have no easy games left. The Lions were the easiest game left on their schedule. With a backup quarterback, you should be able to beat a team with no wins. So it's bad from that perspective. If they're making a wild card push, and they miss the playoffs because the Chargers go 10-6 and six and they're sitting at 9-6-1, and one, it is really going to hurt. In the game, the tie in general, I think this game is really indicative of just how bad Jared Goff is and just how good Sean McVay is. Now, I know Sean McVay just got embarrassed by Kyle Shanahan and for Jared Goff, the Steelers were missing their starting quarterback, the second wide receiver, and they lost their best player on defense, TJ Watt, during a game. This is a game Jared Goff has to win. You can say all these wide receivers and quarterbacks are missing. They're still one of the best defenses in the NFL, even without Watt, for the second half. (laughs) Like, it doesn't really affect Jared Goff all that much. That big uh, woman respecter isn't out on the sideline going against him. It is a really bad look that he's losing to backups, essentially. Jared Goff's record now, without Sean McVay as his head coach, is an embarrassing 0-15-1. He should not be on an NFL team next year, and we need to give the Rams an immense amount of credit for moving off a colossal mistake of a contract. The dude cannot win football games without Sean McVay as his coach. It's embarrassing at this point. It's embarrassing for him. Poor little Jared Goff is embarrassed and in shame. So let's play a game, Tristan. With the exception of the illustrious DeAndre Swift, who we can all agree very exciting offensive player, but not a huge part of the passing game in all honesty. Name two offensive weapons for the Detroit Lions. Uh, TJ Hawkinson and Amaran St. Brown. Don't think I said that right. I but. don't think you did either, but TJ Hawkinson was banged up and had zero catches. <laughs> I don't think he even had any targets, but he was not healthy. <laughs> Man dropped a zero in the fantasy points department, but they really, that is their one weapon, and that one weapon was probably getting a lion's share of the I named together. another weapon, and you seem to be conveniently I'm saying, ignoring I, it, Isaiah. Mr. Brown was their one weapon on Sunday, and he did have one target, by the way. It just seems like he was shut down, or that you know, Jared Goff and his infinite wisdom just didn't throw him yes, the ball. Yes, he just decided I've been throwing this ball to this guy all year. I think I'm going to take a break. I can win with the you know, this is their best result for a game, and they didn't throw that guy at all, basically. So maybe they shouldn't throw to him more often. Maybe if you get rid of that one target, the Lions win. TJ <laughs> Hawkinson played 67 snaps and 94% of the Lions' total snaps. Yeah, they're being a old So I did name two weapons <laughs> that did you play in the very game. Very dull and a shovel. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I had flamethrowers and nukes over there in L.A. But no, Jared Goff ain't the issue. Maybe part of it. The overall roster construction on Detroit is terrible. They've got maybe two good offensive linemen. Their defense is 
porous, I think is the best word, and the best signs to give up too many yards to let Mason Rudolph put up 16 on. It's just not a good scene. Dan Campbell shouldn't lose his job after one year. I think he is a good coach, but that is probably the worst circumstance he could possibly be in. And I don't blame him for wanting to bite someone's kneecaps. Don't be upset, Tristan. I would rather have Jared Goff than Daniel Jones. And that one ain't even satire. Okay. (laughs) That one ain't even satire. You put Daniel Jones in Detroit, you will never hear that man's name again. <laughs> I mean, that I don't man think will go to the Motor City. We, we're not going to hear Jared Goff's back. name again either. Uh, Jared Goff and will bounce around. But after year one, we shouldn't have heard his name. Super Bowl near MVP, Jared Goff. His record without Sean McVay is zero. 15 and 1. That's more so an Eric Fisher issue, I believe. Was that the coach? Is that the losingest coach in NFL history? And he was on some awful St. Louis Rams teams. He was on one St. Louis Rams team his rookie season with not Sean McVay. And he's 0 8 and 1 on the Lions without Sean McVay. So he can't win as a rookie quarterback or in the worst possible situation in football. He just can't win without Sean McVay. So when he gets his first win at some point this year, what are you going to say? Will there be a form? Formal apology on the podcast that week. Why would there be? A, then he'll be one. Whatever. He said he can't win. Winning a game won. would in fact make him a winner, and he did in fact put his team in a position to win. We're just we're just fucking. We're talking about the same thing over and over again. If you lose every single game in your entire NFL career except for one, you're still a winner at the NFL level. You know who feels real bad right now? The Los Angeles Rams. They feel terrible. They are so sad. They had all their new pieces, all their pretty little toys in a line. They were just going to... Take it out on the lowly San Francisco 49ers. They were going to show Jimmy G what it's like to have a real high-class, high-powered offense. And they got smoked. I don't know how to say this. I'm coming to this conclusion more and more often. Matthew Stafford is just Jared Goff with Megatron for two years in the good PR team. If you want to talk about career losers, he was a career loser in Detroit. And none of those Lions teams he was on were ever as bad as this one Goff's on. The only great years of his career where he was truly an elite quarterback in that city were when he had the best wide receiver of the last decade on his team. Megatron is a pretty good safety blanket. Getting double coverage, still gonna get like a thousand and a half yards every year. But you look at the success, there is none. You look at the matchups in prime time, he falls short. The playoff success, minimal. Everyone has been beating Goff in Detroit, but really, you know, staff will be taking these beatings just the same. Couldn't do anything tonight with the Rams. Two interceptions, didn't put up big numbers, had the brightest star in the league five years ago, and Odell Beckham Jr. on his team, couldn't connect with him, had the illustrious Cooper Cup, the great white hope, connected with him plenty, couldn't connect with him in the end zone. Just a bad night for Matthew Stafford. For what time about Detroit legends, that guy, maybe he should have retired in his prime like the others. I mean, when it, when it comes down to this game, this game was really just a moral victory for the 49ers. No, it's a real victory. Base. They get another win in their uh, win-loss record. Yeah, but it's not going to come down and it's not going to really matter for them. It's a it's a victory for their fan base so they can say they beat a good team and they can hang it over the Rams fans' heads because it's now been five times in the row the 49ers have beaten the Rams and it really just seems like Shanahan has McVay's number and McVay can't crack Shanahan's code or whatever, however you want to put it. But fortunately for the Rams, they will not be playing the 49ers in the playoffs. The 49ers are not a good team and once Odell is able to fully integrate himself 
himself in the offense. So the Rams are able to run hurry up at the end of the game when they need to push the pace. It is going to open up the Rams offense and Odell is going to start putting up some numbers and he's going to go hand in hand with Cooper Cup. And when it comes down to this game as well, uh, there were several drives, three that I know of that were killed by drops. They had three third down conversions where the receiver just dropped the ball. It was an accurate pass and that also let the game get further and further away from them. So I think much like the Broncos game, this game is a Broncos Cowboys game. This game is a one-off. The Rams will be back. They will not have to play the 49ers in playoffs because the 49ers suck. And I think they're, you know, bro, bro, where is this 49ers slander coming from? Where did, where did this arise from? I'm actually confused. Why are you going this hard at the 49ers? You realize that the 49ers might well be a playoff team, right? Like they're at least in the conversation. What three wild cards are better than them? No team from the NFC East is getting into the playoffs besides the division winner. The Vikings stink. The You'd Bears also stink. And let's be honest, the Saints are probably going to collapse without a quarterback. Like, where are the wild cards? Find me the wild cards. Whoever doesn't win the West is going to be one between the Rams or the Cardinals. And the Panthers, let's say, sneaking. Where's that third wild card going to be? Well, considering how bad the NFC East is, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the you three are NFC out East of teams your mind if you think one of those momentum NFC and make East the playoffs is going to slip into the, the playoffs. The 49ers are simply just a bad football team they they are not good and they're in the most competitive division in the nfc in the most competitive division and are one win under 500 (laughs) how does that make them not good they're going to scorch the earth against the vikings and the jaguars in the next two weeks and then go beat seattle in seattle probably like they will be a winning team in two weeks i don't know where this slander is coming from (laughs) they're not going to be a winning team they're going to lose both in a row and then they're going to find themselves four and this is some take i've just heard i didn't even expect this i was going to talk about matthew stafford some more but dear god where is this slander of the 49ers coming from at the end of the day the rams will not be have to worry about the 49ers in the playoffs is that where this is coming from do they have one of the giants draft picks in the future no they're just a bad team not a bad that's actually just an insane take you said so confidently and didn't expect to have any conversation about jesus christ the 49ers are a bad team wow after we just got done talking about detroit you're gonna say bad team they might not be a great team they're not a bad team Come on now. You can name about like 15 to 20 teams better than them in the NFL right now. I don't think you can. (laughs) It doesn't matter if they're in the NFL right now. You can't name seven better than them in the NFC. We'll have to have time prove me right. I feel like this is one of those clips you post on TikTok and you're so wrong about it. It's so amazingly off base. You talk about the San Francisco 49ers being wrong and it randomly gets 100,000 views because when they win three of their next four games, people are going to come shit on you in the comment section like is this where i don't know the bills fans were mighty quiet after they beat the chiefs and then they lose to the jaguars and they whatever i was gonna say they were not mighty quiet after they lost to the uh, chiefs they were mighty loud after they lost to the chiefs they they were mighty loud after that but they were mighty quiet after the losses (laughs) i know man i think they're gonna be yapping at you i think you are an insane person but Anyway, that has been the podcast. Let us know what you think about the 49ers. Are they, will they be a playoff team? Are there seven teams better than them in the NFC? Where do they lie in your power rankings? Let us know. Let us know what you think about the Panthers. Are they a playoff team? Are the Chargers frauds? If you don't follow our TikTok, follow our TikTok, and we will see you in the next one.